0: Hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Marketing Week's This Much I Learn podcast. I'm Charlotte Rogers, Associate Editor at Marketing Week and today I'm joined by Claire Ferreira, CMO and founder of Mums in Marketing. A marketer with two decades experience, Claire founded the award-winning Mums in Marketing community three years ago after being let go from a job in February 2020. This moment proved the catalyst for the creation of a community and support network for female marketers focused on empowering them to thrive and reach their potential. Since then, the free Mums in Marketing community has grown organically to more than 3,000 members without the help of any paid advertising and now spans social media and live events. A coach and public speaker, Ferrera won the Startup Awards Midlands Accolade for the Best Global Startup in 2022. Welcome, Claire. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. So, to kick off, it would be great to find out more about the foundation of the Moms in Marketing community, the mission, and how it's grown over the past 3 years. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you. Like it is honestly massive privilege and you know, I'm I'm over the I'm overwhelmed and over the moon to be here, so thank you for that. So, Mumsy Marketing is the only online uh, global community and also membership for mums who work in marketing. And now we're in person as well. We do meet in person. And if you are already, if you're listening to this and you're already in Mumsy in Marketing, it came from my own experiences that had a bit of a big, blooming, bumpy finish to it. But on reflection, as well, it, it actually took a lot longer to come to that and we were founded a few years ago as I say from from the bumpy finish but actually Mums in Marketing was born of a place where I was looking for a community that I couldn't find so prior to having my daughter 11 and a half years ago she's my eldest I was um I headed up events I headed up in marketing for a regional radio station and they were part of the Guardian Media Group so incredible job. And I lived that job. I breathed it. It was every bit of me. And importantly, it was also my family. So my family at that time weren't around me. I wasn't married prior to all of this as well. So, you know, I was all about work. Now, when I went off on maternity to have my daughter, I walked out that day and completely sobbed my heart out because I did not know who I was now. Like, work had been everything to me. And I think, you know, as marketers, we are so, I want to say invested, and I, I, I don't know if that's it, but it's so much more than work. Like, we're so in it. It's, it's a full sensory role. And I walked out of there thinking, you know, I don't know who I am now. And I'd only gone on blinking maternity, you know. Fast forward, and and I took some time off because I was handed my daughter and having never owned much more, well, nothing more than a car. I didn't even own a house at this point. All of a sudden, I had a human, and that felt massive. So I took a couple of years off, was lucky to do that. But after that, I then started to um, freelance and consult. And actually, I was lucky enough, one of my first clients They knew me from before. They knew the skills. They knew what I was capable of. But I didn't. I didn't believe them. And looking back and reflecting on it, you know, trying to figure out becoming a mother and a complete change of identity. That's how it felt. To all of a sudden, if I can say this... (laughs) Hi, and if anyone listens to this, but I'm gonna say it. At the same time, I came back to work, and the digital revolution had happened. So prior to me going off, you know, it was like couple, and I say off in the loosest of terms. Let me be really clear: it was no time off, but I was out of the paid workforce. But when I went out, like a couple of microsites, bit a bit of a text campaign, and you're golden, and coming back as a mother and with clients who really believed in me but I didn't have digital skills and i think there's something there as well and and again i only speak of my own journey is that having a human they have no standardization like you think you're going to read the books and you think that'll fix it and it doesn't <laughs> you know it's it's A time that you literally learn as you go. But alongside that, I then faced a situation which was exactly the same. And something that I loved so deeply, so to my core, was my industry, our industry, was changing. There was no standardization and I was completely at a loss on how this was going to go. And that really was my first experience around feeling like an imposter, that they knew what I was capable of, I didn't believe it. And, you know, it's similar when you're parenting and others will say to you, you know, trust your instincts and what do you think? And I used to think I've got no idea. I've literally got no idea. That whole experience then, what it did do was it led me to over-delivery so I was trying to Google everything at night and overwork and overwork then led me to a place of oh, a place. It sounds like a destination. <laughs> it was not a destination. What happened was I had my first panic attack on the M1 racing to get to a client thing. And I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know what it meant. Where I thought was I was losing it and I didn't know where to go from there. So what I did was put a mask on, didn't tell anyone, was a secret. And I went from being a person who could stand in a room in front of hundreds to being someone who could barely leave the house. And it was so frightening to me and I just, my industry meant so much to me and it was just all going on, you know. And fast forward then, I I just kind of worked my way through and cobbled it together, wore the mask, didn't drive on motorways. And I got a job through applying after the birth of my son, who was 10 months old, and I got a full-time job. That At the time, you know, it looked like there was a lot of what I couldn't do, a lot of that digital aspect. But they hired me for delivery. They had big deadlines. They wanted to launch new products. And and that is my thing. So in I went, all guns blazing. And it was a similar cycle, Googling at night, great agency. But I felt that I couldn't show, I couldn't be honest about how I felt. And this was just before the pandemic. We had a holiday booked to go see my husband's family for Christmas. And I remember just weeping to him on the phone because I'd been condensing my hours working at night. I had a little one who was up all night. My husband at that point was working away. And we cancelled everything because I was really at the brink at this point. And I spoke to my employer at the time and said, you know, are, are we good? Are we golden? Because I'm about to move because it was evident that this pressure was just a bit much. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. I was reassured and we moved. And um, a couple of months later, I'm never entirely sure because it was so close to Mumsy Marketing, Um. I was fired. Uh, They just rang me up and said, you know, your work's being moved. And and there was, I wouldn't even say it was a conversation. I was just told. And I sat on the edge of the bed and I'm looking at that bed now. I sat on the edge of that bed and I just didn't know who I, it was happening again. Like who I was and what was going to happen. And I was, I was worried, you know, like on a, On a very fundamental human level, we're taking on extra costs. And I want to put that in context. Like, me losing my job did not mean that we were homeless. It didn't mean that my kids were in danger or I was in danger. And it does mean that for many. So I want to put it in context. But at that moment in time, I felt completely alone. No family. Work again looked like it had gone. I am older as well you know so all of that was all coming up and I sat there and sobbed and I rang my husband up and and he was just trying to work out what happened because I was so upset and I told him his words to me are like burn into my soul now and he said I'm glad because now you're going to do what you really want to do and it had come from him seeing for years I'd been looking for somewhere. Like you could have a choice, it was parenting or it was marketing. You could find a job, you could maybe ask some questions, but I never felt that there was a place you could show yourself, like where you could say, you know, I, I have been up all night with my youngster or I'm worried sick about my teen or I'm not sure how to to navigate this situation as a parent or in my relationships alongside Can someone help me out? Like, this is coming up. Can I sense check it? Strategy. I wanted that. I wanted the place where it wasn't conditional, where you could be all of it, and that it didn't matter that day to day that would change, that some days would be harder than others and other days would be like a massive celebration and win. And so I did. I... I. I, Took the mask off and I talked about it. And that's probably like the biggest motorway I've ever driven on. It felt like. Which I still don't do for the (laughs) for the record. And it was terrifying to speak of it because I was so frightened. I was so frightened in all the ways. What did that mean? Would I never get work? Because I talked about not feeling like I'd had time. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of connotations around upskilling and catching up. And we hear that, you know, and I, 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 I'd been raising, I, I, I raise humans. I contribute. And being able to speak and say, I am here for the equality of what I bring as a mother and, and the passion that I will absolutely pour into our industry. Might not have as many qualifications, or, but there's no greater champion. and. And what I I decided to do was hopefully be that to to both elements, to industry and and to the mums in marketing. And there's not a day goes by where I don't recognise what it took for the thousands of women then to turn into me and say, we feel the same and that it didn't matter where they were in the world. And. What job title they had, the seniority or status, you know, all of that was just, it was just gone. And our community, you know, we connect as mothers and and it's having each other's back. And it's a remarkable and incredible home for mums in marketing to get all of their questions answered without any judgment and the level of knowledge and support and talent within there is, like, off the scale. And, like I say, there's not a day goes by, but the first
0: person that they helped was me. Quite honestly, like, I find you such an inspiration and kind of hearing just how genuine and authentic and how you have been so open to tell your story and how that genuinely has changed people's lives And and to say, you know kind of how you've created this space where people don't have to kind of hive off their identity and either be a mum or be a marker. so they can be both and it's just amazing and I think obviously when you created the community it came around at a very important time um obviously coinciding with with the onset of COVID which has obviously had a massive impact on the working lives of mothers and one of the things we've seen it's kind of, you know, the adoption of hybrid working and, and flexibility, um, so-called, being adopted by employers. But there are a lot of issues three years on around the workplace, pressures to return to the office, the definition of hybrid and how that can differ from company to company. Is it something that is a key talking point amongst your members? It is.
1: It is. And I think the, there's two aspects to this. First of all, if you're an organisation trying to figure it out, you know, I think it's it's definitely not a finger-pointing exercise or everyone should have it figured out. Like, it's, it's okay to come from a place of not knowing. But maybe if I can share a little bit around from the perspective of a mum in marketing or, you know, maybe took a role on and it was promised as a particular way of working either hybrid or or remote or flexible and then to change that there's there's so much intertwined with it and it it comes from you know of course childcare costs and that actually could mean that somebody is paying to come to work it's it's understanding the consultation around it as well because i mean i'm a community builder that is my absolute you know mums and marketing will grow and grow and grow And I understand if it's coming from a place of bringing people together and that creativity and that connection. But if that's not already happening before you bring people together and then there's the added, as exactly as you worded it, Charlotte, the added pressure. So our greatest commodity as mums in marketing is time. Like that is our thing. So to then be presented with a changing of goalposts, or now this is how it's going to look, what goes on in the background, the figuring that out, either around childcare, either around financial costs, but there's also an element to that of the emotional investment. And by that, I mean, you've trusted An organization. And remember what I said about, you know, never switching off. And that I don't know that marketers do. You know, I'm not the only one who is like obsessed with what's going on. It's not about your competitor, it's that inspiration. So you're give, give, give giving without even thinking about it. And then for the goalpost to change, that trust, that communication. It can be a real shock. And that's something that we see in the community is where all of a sudden it's that sense of being pulled in. And if you're an organisation who maybe has done consultation and, and you might not think that it's all of a sudden. But it can it can feel that way when you have all of the things to figure out in the background and. There's something there around the time element. Or oh, let's come together and have a day together and just be together and not necessarily do work, but we'll be together and we'll bounce ideas around. It's not often you hear about that being implemented without coming together. Like why, there's a deeper question there on why that is needed. Because, because of what we do, that space and time is so necessary and one of the hangovers, as as we are now, you know, meeting might be meeting clients, is we're still having those online meetings. Like you know, it, it it's the glass of water that's filled with stones, that's then filled with sand, that's then filled with salt, and, and on, on it goes. That every minute of your day is crammed full. So if the need, if you, if the thought process is around bringing people together, it's stepping back from that and. Isn't it more for us as humans, as, as mums in marketing, as parents, as, as contributors to what we do? Isn't it around, and I am curious on feedback on this, on, on being happy, because you're going to do your best work when you're happy. You're going to get the most from people, and you know there's, there's numerous evidence around it. And if that isn't the case, is bringing people into the office the answer? And from what I've seen in the community, don't get me wrong. Some up for it. And I'm always interested on what's the difference around that. What can we learn? And I think we Mumsy Marketing has been going for some time and we only just met in person. So we created a collaboration, a place of safety where no one had met. And it's often referred to, you know, the culture, the ethos. If we could take this into the workplace, is that safety. Of being able to, as you just mentioned, Charlotte, you know, be able to speak up and to say that that feels a lot or, you know, and and every day can be different. And what I'm really interested in is, and where I think we are going to, is that we as a community now, we really have the opportunity to work closely with industry and to provide that, I don't want to say guidance, but... That collaboration, I see it all the time in Mums in Marketing, you know. We're filling each other's skill gap. We are actually doing it in that community. And this feels like that there's a chance for us all to really come together. So, you know, open invitation. If that sounds like anyone who's listening and, you know, just get in touch because we've got an opportunity now where doesn't have to be about you need to be in the workplace to do your best work and you can only be creative when you come together. I'm not saying that that is not a factor, but I would also be really interested, as I say, around, you know, understanding how the support is from the current situation. Where's the space? Where's the time for the thinking and the creativity?
0: Absolutely. I mean you make an amazing point there, Claire, about how we can't lose the progress that's been made and actually that if people have taken on jobs on the basis of kind of one offer and then it and it suddenly starts to change and there's this pressure, it's it's just well it feels deeply unfair. And another thing that I've had the privilege of talking to the to the mims about is career breaks and coming back to work after a career break, which may be to have a child or other caring responsibilities. And the reality is that often women are unsure how to express this career break on their CV. And I was horrified to hear that some are being told to kind of level down their expectations for future roles. You know, we're talking about senior women and then being told, "Mm, you're probably going to have to apply for something quite junior given that you've got this gap. Is this something that you're seeing, you know, and that the community talk about quite often?
1: Absolutely, yes. And it's heartbreaking that. You, because I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, some of the incredible MIMS contribute on a voluntary level to incredible organisations. But most of us would like to be paid <laughs> and recognised for our worth. But it's deeper than that. So it's all of a sudden the years of experience that you've had in question to put that into debate. And I think that there's two elements to, to this. And first of all, I would I would pose the question, what do we lose with this? What, do, what are we losing with this messaging and with this approach? Because is it to say that only those who don't get ill, who don't love people enough to prioritise them, who don't adopt or foster or give birth to humans, or those who go to other places or cultures that, that they're risky or they should level down. Or even those who've changed career and come into marketing from other industries after having, you know, a break, have thought, actually, this is the place for me. You know, again, we are the innovators. A new whole new level of contribution is there waiting. And are we saying that we only market robots? Because by not hiring these humans... We lose what they bring. And to go to my earlier point about being closer than ever to our audience, you know, we feel that when something really touches us. So by not having and recognising and paying and discussing all the options to have these incredible women within our industry, we lose the opportunity to market to women just like them sorry but I just wanted to add to any woman who might be listening who's experienced that as well whether you're in our MIMS community or or not and if you felt that uncertainty about explaining a break or you've had that experience of being asked to level down and I've had that I was told that I could never get flexible working for the role that I wanted and I want to share what happens in our community when that question is asked. How should I explain this? And that's heartbreaking that that is being asked. That it's almost looking for permission or a way to, you know, how do I explain it? And so what I'd like to share is what happens in Mums in Marketing when that question comes up. And again, so much love to our community. But what happens is thousands of women... Surge forward and say, do not level down. Do not manage anyone else's expectations because to sum up, you're not less than, you raise humans so you're more informed, you're more educated and you've got more insight. So essentially, you bring more to every part of the business and someone else's fear is not your measure of success.
0: That is an amazing way to look at it. And I found that so empowering to think, like you say, about how and I've seen this kind of on LinkedIn and just like the level of love and community and the women coming forward and saying, listen, don't feel that way. And I think that's like totally what you say, that if people are asking you to level down or or, or kind of not understanding why you took a break for whatever reason, then that says more about that organization and that person than it does about you. But. Obviously, there's a lot around confidence. And, and one thing that we've seen um, potentially a confidence gap from mothers returning to the workplace, within marketing specifically, is around like, digital skills, which are so seemingly highly prized by businesses. Is this something you're seeing within the community?
1: Yes, at, at like a million percent. And this this brings up some interesting reflections for me personally. Because that, of course, was my story. And then to see it continuing and being the story of others, women who, you know, I would walk into a room and think these women are nailing it and are incredible. And and then now I am so privileged to know them as humans and to to see that this is happening for them. And I think... It brings up, and and this is not to take away from the incredible tools now that are, are coming and becoming available. You know, this is exciting times, but I think to focus on one set of skills at the loss of others is is worrying. And you know, like I say, not to take away from those tools, but to to lean on a metaphor, you know, just because you can have. Your lunch and your dessert all on one plate to save on the washing up, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should do it. Like that's going to be a nice experience. And I, I've actually seen a post today and I, I asked permission to share generally. I saw a post today in our uh, MIMS membership. So Mums in Marketing Free Community, we have our membership where we actually collaborate and share masterclasses. And uh, a marketing, head of marketing director managed small to large teams, you know, being much less hands-on due to the nature of company sizes and strategic requirements. So the requirements of the business that they were employed in, they're now finding that moving their career forward now, because they don't necessarily have the experience to execute, for example... An email campaign because they've worked with digit they've worked with agencies that now roles are asking for experience in all digital areas SEO, paid, social, and I mean to think that there's that depth of knowledge and strategy being kept out of the industry that's you know preventing more innovation and you know more excitement, more incredibleness because they don't necessarily bring that side of things. And my own story was this all happened while I was having kids. So keeping up and you know coming back and jumping into training, it's not as easy as it seems. And so for me, I was brought into a role that focused on my ability to deliver and to manage an agency. Now, there was a hell of a lot of Googling went on and I delivered on those. But then it shifted and became about skills that I just didn't have and not being able to have that honest conversation. But I think what I'd like to touch on is, you know, I think this is where Mums in Marketing and and what we're doing is so important because we've leveled the playing field and we're saying that every part of marketing is important. And to shoehorn it into one role well, to ask, you know, whoever is recruiting for that role, again, what are you losing by choosing this?
0: Thank you so much for reading that post, because it really contextualises for for anyone listening the dilemma of someone who is incredibly talented, um, who has that strategic prowess, who knows exactly, you know, so much about marketing and then to kind of caught up in this one sort of seemingly kind of obsession within businesses, um, to be able to kind of tick box and say, yeah, I, I can do X, Y, and Z. When actually, how, like you say, how much is being missed by what you know these individuals could bring to the business, um, and in terms of another topic that it's so important to talk about. And and I know that, you know, you you want like within the community for people to feel, you know, everyone is so comfortable kind of talking about things like imposter syndrome. But is this something like, are you seeing ways that the women in the community are dealing with this issue and continuing to thrive? Do you have tips? Because it's something I think everyone feels.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They are like, the MIMS are complete legends around this, around Um, I mean, I'm a coach, but we have a coaching community, 100%. Um, Charlotte, just before we go to that point, there was something that just occurred to me, and I hope it's okay just to go back to your earlier point around those digital skills. But, you know, because I'm all about the flexibility and, and not just in working terms, but as humans. And that's not to say that there are not incredible marketers who do bring it on who do have those digital skills. And I do absolutely see that in our community. And and so I just want to give them total kudos as well. But to also recognize that there are many who don't and what, you know, how we can work together to ensure that we don't lose those skills. So in its truest definition, imposter syndrome is I try not to use or I'm conscious of words that feel closed or negative because that's just not what mums in marketing is about but I guess it's the challenge around being able to internalize external accolades and recognition so you could be at the top of your game in marketing you could have won all the awards you could be you know absolutely earning millions billions but inside you might feel like a fraud so That's it in its truest term. Now we see it more generally. I think the first thing that happens in mums in marketing is acknowledging that if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. You know, there's no like wishing it away or get over it. There's none of that. And to feel, I don't know if validated is the right word, but it's like what we talked about, like when your peers really do come forward, and virtually hold your tie and say, We feel it too, because that's what happened to me. When I put my hand up and said, I'm terrified, I feel sometimes like an imposter, I'm freaking out. For thousands of women to turn to me and say, We feel that as well. Not only what it meant to me, but what it meant to everyone who could see that. Because for every post that we see in Mums in Marketing, there are thousands of women who see it. So acknowledging those feelings and Absolutely saying that if if that's how you feel, like we're here for you. And then from that, then what, what happens is, you know, knowing that it can quite often be something that's scary in advance. You know, Charlotte, before we started this podcast, and I want to be really open, I, I said to you, like, I'm terrified. And... It's like at the minute, since Mums in Marketing started, the irony of it came from a place of me feeling that way. And yet I face new situations that consistently terrify me. But it's the focusing on the one mim who needs to hear it or the one person in an organisation who could make the change through hearing this. And that's where it becomes okay. And I think in our community what we hear is that message. Like, you face the unknown all the time. It might not be work, but if you're in mum'sy Marketing, you're most likely a parent. And there's no greater example of, Jesus, not knowing, not knowing until you're in it. No greater example as learning as we go. And I think it's the safety of never hearing get over it. It's the safety of knowing there is no push to do more. Because when sometimes when you feel a lack of confidence or you feel like an imposter, your reaction can be, Oh, I need to learn this, going back to the digital skills. Oh, well, maybe if I take all the courses and learn all the things, I won't feel like this. And what Mumsy Marketing is about is recognizing you are incredible today, right now. Because you are a marketer, you're already brave. And, you know, we we also put it into context, like marketing's good, but raising humans is going to win. And I think as an industry now, going back to the earlier point, we have such an opportunity to be there for each other. You know, outside of courses and training and whatever your employment status is and freelance, consultant, employed, just to know how incredible you are. You don't need fixing. We don't all learn in the same way. And thank God we're seeing so much more acknowledgement of that. So I'm not quite sure when it happened that being a grown-up meant you had to switch off, ever feeling overwhelmed or scared or nervous. Not quite sure when all that happened. But like, Mums in Marketing and, and, and me, like, we're here for the human. We're here for
0: all of that. Oh, Claire, honestly, I find it so inspiring what you've done with the community and, and what you talk about around the community lifting people up and telling them they're enough as they are right now is just inspirational. You've done so much. If we just reflect on three years, it's unbelievable. As you say, you've got the free community, you've got the membership. What is next for Mums in Marketing? And what's your vision for the community going forward?
1: Oh well, you know that's that's where it's like one word and and for mumsy marketing and and the vision and going forward, it's about growth and continuing and what what we've done because it, it's it's having an impact on industry and it's keeping mims at work. It's creating businesses, so we matter. And the fact that we are doing this feels, you know, of course, extra special to grow our free community, to support more mums in marketing in getting questions answered and for them to gain success and confidence, but in their way. And and that's the thing, like, it's not prescriptive. It's not about what someone else is doing because it's what's right for you. And. De- definitely to partner with organizations and recruiters to go back to the earlier point about supporting and attracting and retaining mothers because we are bursting with talent. Like in mums in marketing, like you're tripping over talent, <laughs> you know? I have learned more in the past few years. Like when we did, I wish you could see my face, Charlotte, when we do masterclasses because my eyes are falling out of my head, you know? These incredible women. And also to share our learnings about engaging communities with the industry that we love. You know, how can this be replicated at all levels from culture and business growth to
0: understanding our customers like we are
1: here for it?
0: Oh, Claire, honestly, thank you so much. Like, I just feel super inspired every time I talk to you uh, and the community and just like what you've created is, is exceptional. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoy this latest edition of Marketing Week's This Much I Learn podcast and check out the next episode coming soon on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. That just leaves me to thank Claire and you for listening. Thanks.